we're launching this new series, and this is a great series, okay? Uh, I'm just going to say that out front. How many times have I said that? I've never said that, but this is a good one, okay? Um, because we're easily distracted, right? Just nod. You're easily distracted, okay? I am very easily distracted, all right? Some of you, I know you've had conversations with me, and you've walked away, and you're like, what is wrong with that guy? Um, because I do. I struggle. I'm not even going to tell you what Ryan thought of me the first time he met me, what he said, okay? Um, but I can get distracted pretty easy, and uh, it's actually something that uh, I'm working on, okay? So I'm working on it with your help. I will get better, but I'm working on engaging with people and being present. I'm not just working on it in environments like this, uh, but also at home. Like when my kids, I've got three boys, uh, when they're talking to me, I'm trying to look at them in the eyes and engage with them, even if I don't even understand what they're talking about. Uh, and so I'm, I'm working on that. Uh, but as I approach January, how many of you are New Year's resolution people? Well, this series sucks. Uh, <laughs> there's like two people, and they're, they're not even sure anymore after they're the only. They're like, you know when you raise your hand, you're like the only one, and you go, huh, maybe I'm the problem, right? That's, that's how I feel right now. That's how the three of us who are, yeah, there you go, the three of us feel who are resolution people. Okay, so this teaching is going to just thud, all right? Um, but a lot of us, regardless if you set resolutions or not, this happens, and you know it does. You look back and you process a little bit, don't you? You look back at the year. You just, you just do, okay? You look back at the year, you think about it, and, and then you look ahead. It's like, it's like New Year's every year is that moment, like the one moment a year where you really actually look back and you look at some things, you think about things, you reflect on some certain things, and, and, and usually there's thoughts of like, okay, that went great. And then there's thoughts of like, that was awful. That didn't work out. Uh, that was a mistake. Wish I hadn't done that. Um, I didn't take care of that. I didn't take care of me, right? Those are all thoughts that we have as we look back. And then, and then we start to look forward. And when we look forward, whether you do resolutions or not, you go, some things are going to change in my life, right? Some things are going to be different. And so for me, every January... Um, I, I put together a, a, a massive list of things and, um, and, and, and I really try to hone in and attack the things that were in my life in 2022 that distracted me. And, and so what this series that we're going to go into, it's called Distracted, all right? And so we're going to have conversations around distractions, Right? And like I said, I, this is a fun conversation because I struggle with this. And what makes matters worse when you're easily distracted is for me, I'm also easily bored. Like I get bored really quick. And so not only am I easily distracted, but because I get bored really quickly, I look for distractions. How many of you do that? You don't have to slip your hand. Oh, wow, there we go. All right, it's teaching. It's resurrecting. Okay, um, we're getting participation. So some of us, we get bored so easily, we're looking for distractions, okay? Um, my wife and I, so if we, and we don't watch TV, like, hardly at all, but, but if we watch TV, 
Um, she knows if I say, hey, let's watch TV, she knows what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something where I can detach my brain and just laugh. That's what I'm looking for, okay? Um, or if it was a bad day at work, an action movie, all right? Because I just want to see some people get lit up, right? And um, so she knows, she, she knows if I'm requesting that, that's where we're going. If she says, let's watch, I know where we're going. We are going to Discovery Plus, okay? That's where we're going. And, and we're going to park that car right in some home improvement stuff and that. So when I go to do that, and I'm working on this, that's why I can say it publicly. She knows I'm working on this. I, what I started to do in 2022 is I would grab my phone. And I would grab my phone because I knew I was going to be bored. And so I was there having presence with my wife, but I was there reading the news and doing my thing. And she would look over at me and go, hey, do you like this? Yes. Fantastic. You know, uh, she, well, it's over. Oh, yes. You know, um, but I was, I, I, I'm looking for distractions. And, and that's some of us. Some of us are actually seeking out distractions in our lives. It may be some, not something silly like that, but you're looking for distractions in your life to escape certain things in your life. And, and, and here's what's, what's interesting. As you start to seek out distractions, you actually start to train your brain. You start to train your brain, and your brain pays attention to it, and all of a sudden you start to set expectations for yourself that you are going to go do that. And, and, and you start to get to this place where you start to just do it, and you don't even think about it. Okay, when, when my wife called me out about my phone, I, I had gotten to the place where initially, the very first time, it was like, you know what, I just want to check the scores when we go up there and watch. So I'm going to just take my phone with me. But then it became that thing, right, that I go to, and then all of a sudden, anytime I'm watching TV, I need that. And, and it became not just this one-time distraction, but it actually started to become a what? A dependency right? And that's the scary thing about distractions. Distractions are, are, are whether we're seeking it out or not, the danger is as we just go with it, don't think about it, don't process what's going on, is they, they slowly start to become a lot more than just this, this, this distraction, and they actually become this force that hijacks you from your very purpose, from the desires that you have. And so that, that's one of the things why every January uh, I go through all these different exercises in my own personal life to really evaluate what are the things in my life that have crept in that are distracting me from my priorities, from my purpose. And, and, and I think that's something for us that, that we really need to think about because you, you see this so often. I mean, some of you guys went home and maybe you were around family, uh, you know, for a big meal or something during the, the holiday season. And, and one of the things that you'll just notice more and more as, you know, since I was already talking about my phone is, is you will see now parents on their phones 
and, and they'll just be sitting there on their phone, and here their kids are here, and, and they're hanging out, and they're just, they're just at their phone the whole time, and it's like this one moment in time that you're together, and they're completely distracted, completely disengaged. Now, what's crazy is if before that night I said, hey, uh, mom and dad, are you guys excited to see your kids or your grandkids? They would all say, yes, I can't wait to spend time with them and all of that. Okay, but then what happened? This distraction, this thing that, that they had gotten used to going to because every time it dings, every time it sends a notification or whatever, your mind, the dopamine just, just goes poof and goes crazy and you want it and you crave it and, it and it's satisfying, right? And so some of us, we are literally dependent on that. We're addicted to that and it has overtaken us. And so, but, but before we go into this conversation, Tonight, I really want to just lay the groundwork. In order for us to look at different distractions, we first have to ask this question. What are we being distracted from? Okay? A distracted series doesn't work if you don't know what you're being distracted from. If you haven't identified that. See, for something to be a distraction, there has to be something it's distracting you from. So right now, my question for you, for all of you in this room, is what's your purpose? Ooh, we're getting deep. Night one. What's your purpose? And I'll take it a step further. What are your deepest desires right now? And I don't want the like, I don't know, cookie cutter answer. I want to know what's going on in your heart. I'm not asking to share it out loud, but when you really think about what is your purpose right now, what is it? When you think about your deepest desires, what are those things? And maybe this will help you formulate this. What is it that you want to protect in your life? What do you want to protect? And secondly, what do you want to pursue? Those are all questions that help you define this thing, this purpose, this this. Uh, this desire. And, and, and what a great question to ask. And honestly, I, I pray that we never stop asking that question. But for me, you guys, I'll just be honest. For myself, Jesus is the answer to that question. He's the answer to that question for me. He's the thing I pursue. He is my desire. Uh, he establishes and, and has said you have purpose. And so for me, he is that answer. And what I love about this is, is the Bible, uh, which is God's word to us, um, it says that, that if you're going to follow him, he needs to be that answer, right? So, so if I'm going to say, hey, and, and still high percentage of our, our culture would say, hey, I'm a Christian. Well, we just need to know that, that if I say that, if I, if I say, man, I, I believe in Jesus, um, I'm a Christian, and that you just need to know that what the Bible says is a byproduct of that uh, is uh, in Matthew twenty two thirty seven. In Matthew twenty two thirty seven, uh, Jesus is asked by this lawyer. He's a Pharisee. He's kind of like the person that walks up and knows everything, right? And and he's like, I'm going to trip this dude up. Now Jesus has already put to shame some of these other leaders called the Sadducees, and so some of these Pharisees are like, okay, it's time. Let's go. Let's trip this guy up. All right, so this, this lawyer, he, he shows up and, and he starts asking Jesus, hey, what is the greatest command? What is the greatest command? And this is Jesus' response. Jesus said, and he said to him, 
in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That's the greatest command. So, so if, if, you go, if you go, okay, I want to be, a, I, I am a Christian or uh, I believe in God and that you just need to know that the greatest command, command number one, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Like that's, that's it. And so I can't say I'm that if, if that's not my purpose, if I'm not desiring that. And then we see secondfold out of that in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Uh, people were getting all caught up on specific little nuances and things that they were doing. And, and they were asking, is that sin? Is that wrong? Is that right? I think it is. And that's this and this, this. And, and I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. He says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, it says. Okay, so if, if he's my purpose and desire, which I've said he is, that means first and foremost, I am what? I'm to love him with all my heart, my mind, my soul, my body, my strength. It means I'm going to first and foremost pursue him, pursue that relationship with him. Uh, you know, uh, I've shared before how I met my wife, but me and my wife were set up. And she was living in Ohio. I was living in Washington State. And uh, I remember there were two things uh, that were really critical for us. Now, at the time, there wasn't FaceTime. They didn't have all the social media stuff. You couldn't stalk someone, you know, uh, before you talk to them. And, and so it was like, it was rough back in those days, okay? So, uh, so there's two things. If you're going to date distance, two things had to happen, right? One was you had to have this phone connection, not FaceTime, right, where you're like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, no, a phone call, right? Um, and, and so that had to go really well. And then second, somehow you had to figure out if there was attraction. And that was really tricky in those days, really tricky, okay? And, and, and so at the stage of life we were both in, we were both in our careers, and um, I, you know, I remember uh, after I hung up the phone with her for the first time, should have been the most awkward conversation ever, and I hung up the phone, and I was like, game over. Oh, my goodness. So one box is checked. I'm like, I am going to marry her. And then and, and I, and I started laughing. I was like, God, are you serious? All this. And, and, and then it was like, okay, I don't want to just start this phone romance. So I was like, I need to know what she looks like. You know, and my younger brother who told me what she looks like, I don't trust him very much. I still, I mean, to this day, to this day, I'm like, bro, I don't really trust you. And he's like, man, I brought you your wife, man, come on. Um, but, but it's still like, you know, I don't know, it's shaky ground me and him. He's my younger, he's the youngest, whatever. But, uh, but, but anyway, that was, that was whose word I was taking, right? So I was like, well, you got to send me, man, send me some pictures. And, and in those days, when you say send some pictures, I got a, a huge envelope in the mail with a wad full of pictures, like physical pictures. Some of you have never even seen one. And, 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 and I pulled them out, and I just went through them, went through them one by one. And, and I was like, okay, I'm flying to Cleveland. <laughs> and, and so I flew to Cleveland, and I remember the escalator. Every time we fly to Cleveland now, I get on that escalator. 
And, and I got on the escalator. And as I'm going down, I see her. And guys, that was it. That was it. And from that moment on, it was just pursuit. An all-out pursuit. And, and, and I loved her, and I wanted to put her ahead of, of, of me. I mean, guys, to the point where I told her, I'd never say it again, I said, I'll move to Ohio for you. Okay? Now, I've pulled that out one time, have never used it again. Um, and, you know, and so thank God she hasn't brought that up since. Uh, <laughs> or we're in trouble, okay? So if there's a new pastor search at Ecclesia, you know what happened. She called my card, all right? She's like, we're going back. Um, but when I think of what I'm pursuing, that's like, that's my mindset. If, if like I'm a Christian and he says, love me with all your heart, your soul, your mind, that's what it's asking. And then the second piece to that is what? It's, it's glorify him in everything I do. In other words, I want, I want him to be like more known than me. I want, I want him to be the focal point. I don't want to come away from interactions going, how did that make me feel? I don't want to walk out of here tonight going, how do I feel? How do those interactions go? Man, I wonder if I did this. And no, I just want to get into my car and go, God, were you glorified? Like, were you more made known? Are you more famous tonight? Right? And so, and so when I think about the, this, what it's inviting me into, when I think about a relationship with him, it's am I loving him? with all my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength. And guys, you, some of you need to simplify it back to that because that's what he's calling to. He's inviting you to love him. Okay, and so that's number one. And then number two, is everything in my life, is it, is it pointing to him? Are my interactions, uh, how I'm handling conflict, how I'm having, handling friends, um, the, the, the things that are in my life, the hobbies that I do, friendships, uh, if it's romantic. Now, it shouldn't be romantic for me on the side, but whatever it is, it should be glorifying him. It should never be something that, honestly, I'm ashamed of. It should never be something that I feel that, that, that feeling in my gut, right? You know what it is? That, that feeling where, where you're like, I just don't feel right about this, right? That's, that's usually the sign of I'm starting to take something and I'm starting to actually steal some of the glory and, I, and I'm choosing to take it for myself because I want what I want. And so that's, guys, when I look at what's, what's distracting me, I look at what is affecting that? What is affecting that? And guys, whether, whether he's that answer for you tonight or not, we, we all know that there are these very real distractions in your life. And for me, it's whatever draws me away from him. And, if, and, and it's, it's what distracts me from following, obeying, and glorifying him. And so over the coming weeks, you guys, we're going to unpack different distractions that are in our lives that we deal with. We're going to talk about, even next week, we're going to talk about friendship, and we're going to talk about families. And, and we're going to talk about distractions there. We're going to talk about hobbies and activities. Uh, we're going to talk about social media. Uh, we're going to talk about romantic relationships. We're going to talk about success and failure. 
and how success can be a distraction and failure can be a distraction. We're going to talk about the distraction of pursuing the wrong thing. You want to talk about a major distraction? Find, wake up one morning and go, I've been pursuing the wrong thing for five years. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that's a tough one, right? That's a distraction from your ultimate pursuit, right? Um, and, and as we're going to unpack those in the coming weeks, I, I want to first of all just say these things all, not, all, not all of them are bad, okay? So when we talk about these things, I want you guys to understand and know that we're not, we're not saying friendships are bad. We're not saying your family is awful. Maybe they are, but we're not saying that. Um, maybe we're not saying hobbies are bad. Some of you need to find a hobby for crying out loud, right? Um, we're not saying activities are bad. Uh, you guys, activities can be very good. I'm not even saying social media is bad. I'm not saying romantic relationships are bad, right? I'm not, I'm not saying success is bad. I'm not saying that failure is bad. In fact, you're going to learn a whole lot more about yourself and about what you're called to do through failure than you will through uh, su- success, right? Pursuing the wrong thing, yeah, that's bad. We're going to help you there, okay? Um, But I want to be clear on that and where we're going and what we're addressing because I would venture to say when I said that list, you connected with at least something. There's at least something there that you go, ah. So tonight, once again, what is your purpose? What is your focus? What is your desire? This is a new term that we're entering in. It's the perfect time to ask and wrestle with this question. And for some of you who believe in God, this question, this asks you to define what that really means to you. Right? You can't really, you got, you, got to, you got to define it. Are you loving him above all else? Are you glorifying him in your life right now? See, some of us, we may believe in him, but believing in him is different than saying he's my purpose. Believing in him is different than saying he's my focus. Believing in him is different than saying he's my desire, right? I, I broke down my desire when I met my wife, and guys, uh, man, when, in my relationship with Jesus, when I met him uh, for, the, for the first time and really understood that and took hold of it in my life, it, it changed everything. It changed everything. And I've never been perfect, but man, it, there was a clear directional shift. Are you loving him? Are you glorifying him in your life right now? When you think of the things going on in your life, like who's getting the credit for that? Who's it about? Who's the focus, right? And we got to wrestle with that. And for some of you who maybe you don't believe in God uh, tonight, I, I just want to ask you specifically, you know, what, man, what is your purpose and what is your desire? And what's the promise that you're believing about the things you're pursuing? What's the promise you're clinging to from that? We, we all got to ask that. And so, and so to help you understand the promises that I'm clinging to, here's, these are some of the promises of God. Okay, I'm just going to go straight to the heart of the gospel here. In John 3.16, this is, this is what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is an amazing promise, isn't it? That is a promise that I get to cling to as a Jesus follower. That God so loved the world, right? He loved this world. He loves everybody in all these dorms. Whether they hate him, he loves you. Whether you hate him, he he doesn't even care. He loves you so much, and he loves us all equally. There's none in this room that he's more impressed with than others. He loves us all equally, and he loves us all so much that he gave his one and only son for us. 
that whoever believes, right, whoever believes, open, open invitation, should not perish, but have eternal life. That is an incredible promise that, he's, that, that I'm loved, loved so much that a Savior was sent to redeem my mistakes, my sin, to pay that penalty on a cross, to, to resurrect, rise from the dead, giving me the opportunity to receive eternal life in a relationship with a perfect and holy God. That's the promise here. Isn't that incredible? So I get to cling to that. Like, like when, when you think about the promises, you know, sometimes when, when I talk to people, and I talk to a lot of people from different, um, different religions or just different beliefs, and, and I'll ask them, so what's the promise from that? Like, what is the promise that you're clinging to that that is going to deliver? And then I'll share, man, this is the promise I have. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, so, so he, the promise is, complete forgiveness. Complete. Not partial, not hopeful. It is absolutely complete. When we confess, he receives that and he forgives you. And, and, and I love that. Romans 3, 23 and 24, for all have sinned. It's acknowledging we all struggle. We've all fallen short, it says, of the glory of God. And it says, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption of Jesus Christ, which is amazing. So we've all fallen short. It acknowledges that, right? It doesn't hide that. It acknowledges you've fallen short. But there's this thing, this massive thing that, that, that we see, this incredible gift called grace. And that is a promise from God, grace, that I can receive through him. In 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, all the promises of God find their yes in him. They find their yes in Jesus. And therefore, it goes back to, he's who I love He's who I pursue. He is the fulfiller of promises. And so ultimately, through his work, you guys, we are offered this incredible, life-changing relationship with this perfect and holy God. And now, as a result of that, I pursue him, and I look towards eternity with him. He's my focus. He's my pursuit. The question is, is he yours? And so this is for you that are Christians and for you who say you aren't. I want to ask this question. What is against him in your life right now? What's against him? I just talked a little bit about who he is. Most of you know enough, and you know enough about what's going on in your life. You're adults. To know what is it right now in my life that's actually against him? 